Welcome back to the podcast, listeners. So glad you pressed play on today's episode. I have been anxiously waiting to get this episode together and share about the ways I've seen God working in my life in 2022. And this list certainly isn't exhaustive, and if I had unlimited time and had kept something like a journal, um, I could have honestly had a way God worked every day. He is at work every day, every hour, every minute, and honestly, every second. But for the sake of time, I chose a moment from every month of the year to focus on. And I could not think of a better topic to be the first faith episode of the second season. And when planning this episode, I was actually kind of overwhelmed about what I was going to talk about uh, because there have been so many ways I think God has worked. So I decided, like I said, to kind of break it down by month. So in January, I started a new job at the nursing home as a CNA. And I think through that, God really opened my eyes to have the appreciation for what my body can do now and what it won't be able to do in the future. I also remember thinking about how I was taking my health and the health of my family for granted. And so I think seeing those who were experiencing healthy aging, those who were aging with the progressive disease, I was very interesting and both eye-opening. Um, of an experience along with a gentle reminder that health and the sheer breath in our lungs and the beat in our heart is such a gift. I think there was also like this beautiful realization of the wisdom that comes from the older generations and seeing what that looks like for most people to raise up a family um, and to love well and to pursue the Lord even at an older age. In February, I got some graduate school offers um, as well as some rejections and celebrated another birthday. I think I just left the month uh, with so many feelings of gratitude, just knowing that the grad school offers and rejections were just super clear directions of God showing me the doors that were open to the paths he had for me to pursue, and just seeing God close the doors where his will for me wasn't leading. And although I remember certainly being sad about those rejection letters, I quickly realized through time and prayer, like a peace and a comfort from God, just knowing that his rejection was protection and a closed door to a place he wasn't leading me. And I want to stop here for for a moment and expand a bit on that. It was hard to read those rejection letters for a couple of reasons. It was hard because grad school was the next step in my career. I was pursuing and and certainly like passionate about a career and wanting to pursue a career in speech pathology. So reading those letters that basically said you didn't get in felt truly like my career was in jeopardy. And that was that was super difficult to hear from from two schools. And I don't want to deny or brush over that. But what I hope you would see here is that in a situation like this or some type of rejection you have experienced or will experience at some point is that God sees your sadness and your heartbreak and works through that rejection as just another stepping stone as to what's to come. And I also think through this situation, I learned that closed doors are okay. And I also remember thinking in the moment and even even now that a closed door is actually a gift because it's such a clear answer from God saying he has something else planned. Moving along to March, I accepted an offer to my dream graduate school. And so just like that, within a month, 
things changed and although a lot of things feel really clear to me that they are God working, I really felt this was just absolutely crystal clear. Uh, For those of you who know me well or have been around on the podcast, you've probably heard this story or a portion of it, so I will keep it short. But basically, I visited the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in high school for basketball camp um, and absolutely fell in love with it, even though I literally didn't see any of their academics. Um, it was all all athletics. I'm certainly far, far from a college athlete, but the campus culture I was exposed to and the people I did meet, even just within athletics, were just really some special and created something that just felt different. And the school and something about it just felt right. And so The school wasn't really on my radar when I was looking at undergrad and I honestly didn't even know they had an undergrad speech pathology program or even a graduate program. But when it came time to research for schools to apply to, uh, UNL came up in searches and from then on truly became a dream school. I, I wanted to go. But I had also truly accepted the fact of possibly not getting in. Um, Just when you look at the sheer size of the school, the size of the program, um, and where they rank nationally, I'm just like, you know what, they probably get a lot of applicants, but I applied anyways because... I just had this feeling in this situation that I would rather be told no than apply and always wonder what if. And then it came to March when UNL was sending out their offers and by the grace of God I was accepted. And I know that it certainly was not on my own merit, but truly somewhere God had planned for me. In April, it was kind of a typical month, I guess, but thinking back, that is the month that we celebrated Easter, and in reflection, I think I had finally understood the meaning of Easter, and I mean, it's not to say that I didn't understand it in previous years, but this past year just felt really different, and and with God's help and my community group from church, I've grown a lot in my faith um, and understanding of who God is, uh, what the gospel means, and so... I truly felt this past Easter, I was finally understanding the meaning of Easter and like the weight and the significance of the price Jesus paid on the cross and um, also the gift from God for him to send his son to live a fully human life and then go to be a substitutionary sacrificial atonement for the sins of all God's people. Like, I just remember this past year being especially uh, blown away by God's free gift of grace offered to us through Jesus dying on the cross and and us not not doing anything to earn it, uh, nothing. Uh, just that God loves us as sinners um, and calls us to a life of humble repentance to turn from our sins and live a life with a renewed heart in Him. Um, and, you know, that further understanding of the gift of God through the price Jesus paid is all God working in and through my heart and through the people of those in my life that are encouraging me to continue to grow. And and one quick thing before I talk about May, I just use the phrase substitutionary sacrificial atonement. And it's kind of one of those big Bible words that can be hard to understand, but I do want to kind of explain what it means. So in the Old Testament, the sacrifice for sins was animals and there would be like a ceremonial like killing and burning of the animal and then its blood would be spread on the altar as a sin offering. 
Well, in the New Testament, there aren't animal sacrifices because God sacrificed the life of Jesus to pay for our sins. And so Jesus and his death on the cross is a substitute for our own personal death, which would have been the payment for our sins because sin is rebellion against God. So hopefully I kind of explained that in a way you were able to understand it. But if I made you just more confused, I apologize. Uh, and I have included a link in the description of the episode. Um, and it's from the Gospel Coalition. Uh, they're a great organization with tons of resources. Um, and it kind of goes in to explaining more about what this means. Then in May, I graduated college and that was a really special moment. Um, so many of my friends and family members were able to be there and Honestly, graduation was the completion of college, but I remember that day also just feeling like the closure of a chapter, kind of a celebration for more than just three years in academics. I felt like it was a celebration of the growth that took place during those years and a day to be thankful for the opportunities and challenges present through those years. And, and God, as well as the other people that came into my life, it was three very short years, but they were so rich with memories. And I know that I can thank God for those opportunities, those challenges, and those special people in my life during those years. And because of it, there were so many moments that I look back and they were so perfectly orchestrated by God, um, like the people that I met when I met them, um, along with the experiences we had together, which were also special. Um, June came with a transition of moving home. And in that, I started going to a new church in Sioux Falls. Um, I didn't really get the chance to make many connections within the church because my summer schedule had work and vacations on the weekends, so my attendance was definitely far from perfect. Um, but I was just so encouraged by the body of believers um, and the leaders in that church. Uh, I have described my faith um, and being a part of a church as this before, and I'll say it again, but it just felt so anchoring in a summer that hadn't really ever felt like any other summer. Um, that most of this past summer I spent prepping for graduate school and the moving that would go along with that. So to have a consistent element in the summer where there were so many things happening, I was able to have peace and know that that peace came from God and being surrounded by his believers on Sunday, as well as the other believers in my life. Um, and friends and family and it became so evident how that church loves and how that church loves well um, I had been there one Sunday and this was maybe the first or second time I had gone um, I was grabbing my stuff to leave and a woman came up to me and she's like are you new here like have you been going here for very long and she's like you seem like a new face so I responded with how I'd only only been coming a few times and then she introduced herself and I introduced myself and we kind of got to talking and what I think is so cool about this experience is that the church and like it's a little bit bigger of a church um, but I think it's just a true testament to see God's love and his light working in and through other people um, to just come alongside those who are new or old to a church family. Um, in July, I was able to celebrate some moments with my family. Uh, my mom's sister always comes back to Minnesota in July, and that time is just a great time to catch up, enjoy the Minnesota summers, and get together with extended family. And I think this past summer, I more fully realized what a gift family is. Um, just being able to, to get together and have that time. Um, and with how 
everyone's schedule is just becoming more and more busy, uh, mine included, it can often serve as a barrier to seeing those we love, whether that be family or friends. And from a personal standpoint, it seems like I've just become this master of how to book every last minute of my time doing something, which can be great at times, but also can act as a barrier in other situations. And when I think about that time that I spent with my family this past summer, I'm grateful for God allowing me to have that time of rest um, and how that was so good to be able to be surrounded by family. And with August came the start of graduate school. And as you'll hear in further episodes on the podcast, it was a big transition. And throughout that transition, I remember feeling like God was so crystal clear, especially when it came to God providing my living situation. Um, Just the way that all came together, God was so apparent to me. And yes, more and more moments in my life are becoming more clear to me that it was God at work, even though he's always at work. But um, I think some of you might be able to relate to me on this with the fact that there are some moments he feels more clear than others. And I think there were so many things to get lined up, um, so many areas of life where I felt like I was kind of starting over. and so many, so many things that came along with the move that require that were kind of unforeseen expenses. And just like the provision that I saw from God through the month of August and that transition to graduate school um, just left me with such a hard posture of gratitude. Um, and so thankful just knowing that the transition wasn't something I would have been able to do alone without the people that God had put in my life and the ways he was working in and through my life and others. Looking back, September, um, it was it was a pretty typical month, um, full of just more that day-to-day and nothing really big happened. Um, and I think there were many moments in September that I just saw God working through the everyday things just like he does. I, I think in those moments where it just seems like we're in this cycle of day-to-day, it can be easy to miss the ways God is at work. But with God's help, I found myself getting into a new routine and setting a lot of habits in September. Um, one of them particularly being um, disciplined with reading and prayer. Um, and with that, I set aside about two hours, two to three hours every week to um, sit down and read my Bible, um, spend some time in prayer and journaling and that gets split up across the week just depending on what the week looks like but those couple hours are certainly non-negotiable um that comes with being being disciplined and it is it is difficult but it is extremely encouraging and worthwhile time and right now i'm just working through the bible front to back um, which has been really incredible just to see the way that god talks about one thing in one book and um the way that a writer might talk about it in another book um, leading to that same event um, and just how everything fits fits across the story of Christ in history. And so currently I just finished Second Samuel and moving right into First Kings with plans to just keep reading along uh, with the hope to get the breadth and like overall familiarity of the Bible and then look to dive deeper for um, some book by book studies. I have myself a pretty lenient goal, but nonetheless a deadline uh, to have the entire Bible read by the time I graduate grad school. So I have till um, August of 2024. So with me having said that here, now I'm really accountable um, and feel free to keep me accountable to that. Coming into the fall now in October, uh, I got the offer of a lifetime, uh, just truly confirming that 
God had me right where he wanted me to be. Uh, that statement comes from the first couple of weeks of grad school, leaving me feeling fairly uncertain uh, whether Lincoln was actually the right choice. I was liking the city, uh, but the program just wasn't really what I was expecting. And I was seeing my other friends who had chosen other schools and kind of feeling like I had maybe made the wrong decision. Uh, obviously, now I know that I did make the right decision. But with those feelings of uncertainty um, and like the home homesickness kind of starting to set in um, and just with so much change and not feeling a ton of consistency. And I really and genuinely was questioning why God had me in Lincoln and why it wasn't somewhere else. And it took me a while to give the situation to God in prayer. But once I finally did, I just remember praying for a lot of clarity and praying for God to help me to continue walking on the path that he had set before me. And then that offer came in October and it was just such a clear confirmation that God was listening and working according to his will. November was another interesting month, actually. Uh, I got an answer offering confirmation on a situation that I had been wrestling with for probably about six months. Um, and I'm not going to go into detail right now, uh, but I fought a lot of bitterness and sadness around the situation. Um, I questioned a lot of things about myself and other things that had happened and spent a lot of time soaking that in prayer after I had kind of gotten over my initial emotions about that. But then the answer I got in November just felt like God putting his hand on my shoulder and saying, I walked you out of that situation because I have other things for you. And as I sit here now and talk about this, I don't know what the other things are that God has planned for me regarding the situation I was speaking about. But I include this moment of the year and the answer in November as encouragement for you as a listener. Encouragement surrounding the position of patience and the answers God has for you. Listener, I encourage you to wait on the Lord, to be expectant for his answers. I encourage you to praise him for answers, praise him in the waiting, to wait in faithfulness and also in steadfastness, which go along with being expectant and trusting of the answers that God has. And you know, sometimes you might experience a situation that you never seem to get an answer on or the answer you do get or what you see to be an answer is not the answer you wanted. And I just also so deeply encourage you to remain faithful and steadfast in those moments. Friend, it's hard. It's, it's hard to wait. It's hard to get the answers that you don't like. And I say that because I've experienced it. I specifically remember, um, this is a little more lighthearted, but I specifically remember a pastor at my church once said in a sermon something to the effect of, God is not a working vending machine where prayers are the coins and answers are the snacks. And he went on to explain how prayers and the answers might not come in a one-to-one -one ratio, like a vending machine where you put the dollar in and you get a pack of Skittles. It just doesn't quite work like that with God. But that can be so hard to wrap our minds around, right? In a society where we expect to have outputs for our inputs, but like this pastor encouraged in this sermon, and like I'd like to encourage you now, is just to remember that God doesn't stop hearing your prayers and God doesn't stop working, even if it feels like that. Now in December, 
I entered the month still feeling a little bit unsettled, um, but again, still seeing the ways that God was working and left the month feeling like I was finally starting to get connected within a church. And just another reason I know that God was and is at work. Uh, Like I said in the relaunch episode, I plan to do a much more in-depth episode once I am more fully connected within the church and know a little bit more. But when it came to visiting multiple churches and just deciding and soaking the situation in prayer, you know, really leaning into where God was going to lead. And and really, as I think back, I, I could have wrapped the situation in more prayer and submitted that to God a bit more. But fast forward about three and a half months and the church I'm currently going to feels like home. And I know God absolutely had a hand in leading me to a gospel-centered church where its beliefs match its actions. And I find myself continually thanking God for leading me to this church. And I look forward to the ways and seeing how God enters me into community with other believers in the church, uh, just making it feel more like home and its members and attendance more like family. And so in a situation like this, I again saw how God has worked and will continue working. And before brainstorming this era, this episode, and honestly, before I had really even put all these experiences into words just now, I hadn't really realized that there's actually kind of a theme to this year, uh, especially in these moments that I just spoke about and reflected on. I think this theme is seeing how God has been constant in a year of change and a year of growth. And that no matter what was going on, I always knew God had a hand in it and he had a hand in those joyous moments and the challenging moments. And I think that hand looked different depending on the moment, but nonetheless, he was there and just constant through a year full of change. And this year unfolded exactly uh, the way God had had it planned to unfold. I, I saw the ways God provided and the ways God was showing me that his will is better. And that submitting the situation to him and me giving up on trying to control it always had a better outcome than if I would have tried to work the situation in a way I thought it should turn out. We serve a big, big God and it can be so hard to relinquish control and submit to his will, but God and his will are always better. And like I spoke about, it it isn't always clear that God's will is better in the moment and It isn't always clear that he's working and moving in your life, but I do genuinely pray that you all would be encouraged to be steadfast in the will that he has for your life. And I will add here to that from my personal experience, that steadfastness is like a muscle. And the more you trust God and exercise that steadfastness, the better you get at it. And in addition to reflecting On the moments I saw God working, I feel like I continually went back to the following two verses, with this first one being Psalm 127.1 that says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. And to keep this verse in context, I think it's important to understand the cross-references to these verses in scripture, and that they're leading us back to 1 Kings, where it talks about Solomon building the temple. And then flash-forwarding to Psalm 127.1, there's this caution of things being apart from God's will are in vain. And I was so encouraged by the scripture because there were so many moving parts of this past year, and just reflecting now and in those moments, 
that I tried to work and I tried to do things on my own because I was tricked by the world thinking that I could possibly control the outcome but just seeing time and time again that God always prevailed because he was building that next step for me. I also went back to 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 16 through 18 that say, Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. As, as for the context of this verse, Paul's writing to the Christians of the day, talking about the coming day of the Lord, and he encourages them with verses 16 through 18. And I think I constantly also went back to these two verses throughout the year, but I also went back to a song called Gratitude by Brandon Lake. Not only does gratitude describe how I felt in so many moments throughout the year, But the song is also such a beautiful reminder that when God changes your heart and you have renewed vision to see the ways God's at work in every moment, you so quickly adapt to heart of gratitude and just absolute awe of what he's done in the very tiny day-to-day things all the way through the big things. And I would pause the episode and play the song for you right now, uh, but I think there are rules about like music and rights and whatever. So I'll just tell you to listen to the song after the episode. But yeah, I'd love for you to really listen to it, listen to the words of the song, uh, how it explains that our words could never express or perfectly articulate the majesty of the ways God has so perfectly woven together the world and how it is all subject to his will. And I do want to wrap up with saying that if you've made it this far in the episode and you either know the gospel of Jesus Christ or you don't, and there's a conversation you want to have about anything that was talked about today, please, please reach out. Uh, You can find me on social media on Instagram at bailey.2019 and my DMs are always open to talk about this or honestly just about anything else. I do, I do want to be honest and say that I might not be able to answer all of your questions uh, because growing in faith and knowledge of Christ is a lifelong pursuit. The Bible, theology, and the ways that God works are such complex topics, but I'm more than willing to share what I do know, uh, offer resources to help you get your questions answered, and point you in the direction of people far more wise than I am to help you get answers and guide you if you'd like. And I genuinely pray that each and every one of you would have the opportunity to experience the conviction, grace, and glory of God. I I cannot even begin to describe how my life is so radically different in the best way once I finally learn to begin to more fully know and pursue God and experience his grace, his accountability, and his love. And as a Christian born into this world, unfortunately, I will always be prone to sin because of the fall of man spoken about in Genesis. But I can, and God calls me and you, to make a conscious effort to fight against sin because it's an act of rebellion against God. But here's the thing. God loved his people so much that he sent Jesus to live a perfectly sinless human life and then led him to be crucified on the cross as the free gift of grace and payment for our sins so that we would be saved from our sin. And in that salvation of sin, we are gifted with eternal life with Christ in heaven. Like, wow, let that sink in for a second. 
Brendan, listener, as a sinner, God offers you salvation through Christ's death on the cross. When you develop a relationship with him, leading a life of confession and repentance with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. God loves you so much, he would send his son to die for you so that you don't have to experience the payment for your sin. Like what an act of love and generosity. And for a moment, I want to be really clear here that that a personal relationship with Christ and salvation from Christ alone through faith alone does not all of a sudden mean that this life will be easy. It, it is a daily fight against sin. It is a daily fight against the ways of the world and to live the way that God has called you and me to live, which I will add is far more different than the way that the world wants us to live. There will be moments of heartbreak, sadness, and uncertainty, but those moments are undoubtedly met with the love of Christ and the joy he offers through his love and salvation. And so again, if you're not sure about what that looks like for you or, or what I'm talking about and you would like someone to talk about all of this with, please reach out. I'd love to like text back and forth, call, whatever, um, to explain more. And in two weeks, I'll be here again on the podcast with an episode in the life category of the content. Uh, And I don't quite have the title decided yet, but it's covering transitions and how I've worked through them in my life. I just feel like this year has been full of them and I'm sure they'll be ever present in the rest of my life. Um, But I am looking forward to sitting down and talking with you all again. Have a blessed day. Be. (laughs) 